Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm not going to, as they say, I'm not going to be before you long. I just want to exhort you with something that may sound very simple, but it's very profound. And so I always, I never assume. I learn never to assume, especially when it comes to the Lord. So I asked him, I said, how can I exhort and how can I encourage your people and because uh, it's about him, it's never about us. It's all about what he has to say, not what we want to say. And so what he told me is, he said, you got to remind them that I'm a promise keeper. <laughs> so I said, okay. And, you know, and in reminding you, I'm reminding myself. Because, you know, we all got those times where it's never in the busy time, but it's the quiet time. You know, maybe right before you go to bed or when you wake up in the middle, you don't, you don't did your bathroom run and you can't fall back to sleep. And you laying there thinking about everything that's not right. You know, so it's always in that quiet time that we have to remember he's a promise keeper. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Jesus. Well, Father, Father, we honor you. We lift you up and we magnify you. We bless your holy name. Father, it's an honor and a privilege to stand in your presence. You said wherever two or three are gathered together in your name, that you be here in the midst of us. So, Lord, even with that, Lord, you always keep your promise. You always show up. You never leave us hanging, Lord. You are always the good date. You are the date that always shows up and always shows out. We honor you, Lord. We bless and magnify you. And, devil, I bind you. I break your power. You have no authority here. I take over over and authority over this atmosphere i bind distraction and sleepiness and i commend everybody to be alert to what the spirit of heaven wants to download into them today and we just honor you we bless and we praise you and i thank you lord for this awesome opportunity to open up your word give me your wisdom your knowledge and your understanding and i thank you again father in jesus name amen amen god is a promise keeper And he's a promise keeper when it looks like everything is going wrong. So our foundation scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 19 and 20. You know, when Pastor Barb asked me to exhort, I always think, okay, good, I can get up there. I got like 20 minutes and I I can just hit it and I'm gone. But then, but then when I start getting things together, I remember so many times when Pastor Barb or Pastor Shirley would be preaching, they would say something. I'd be like, where is that at in the Bible? And so I find myself, I said, well, let me give a scripture because they need to know where that is. I never want to assume people know where stuff is in the Bible. So I like to give you a foundation scripture. So anyway, Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. And this is, uh, so anyway, I'm going to start in verse 19. For the Son of God... Jesus Christ, who was preached among, who was preached among you by us, by me, Savanus, and then Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. So in essence, all the promises of God are yes and amen. So in a nutshell, if it's in the word, you don't have to pray and say, well, Lord, I think I see that by your stripes I'm healed. But is it your will to heal me? He already said yes. If it's in his word, it's his will, it's his promise, it's for you. Grab it, hold on to it, possess it, run off, run off with it, and don't let go of it. What is a promise? A promise is a declaration or an assurance 
that one will do a particular thing or a particular thing will happen. And I like it. It's a declaration. It's an assurance. In other words, it's a, it's a, it's a declaration that cannot be changed. It's a declaration that cannot be altered to do or not do a thing. He promised Noah that it would never again flood like that in the earth. And then the symbol, the symbol of his promise was the rainbow. So when he makes a promise, it stands that we still see the rainbow every time it rains. When we have heavy rain and heavy flooding or whatever, that rainbow comes out. God is saying, hey, I'm keeping my word. I'm keeping my word. I'm a promise keeper. I'm keeping my word. Jesus was promised in the Old Testament and then he showed up in the New Testament. Why? Because God is a promise keeper. He knew that when Adam and Eve fell, that there was no way they could redeem themselves and and breach that gap that had been formed through sin. But Jesus Christ knew he could. The sinless lamb knew that he could come down here, die, shed his blood, the sinless, perfect lamb, and reconcile us back to the Father so that we could be back in communion, communion with him. He knew he was the only one that could do that. And so Jesus Christ, he did that for us. He was promised and he showed up. Why? Because God is a promise keeper. Let's look at Isaiah 53. We know it, but it's nice to turn to it. Okay, 1032. Okay, I was hot. Now I done got warm. I might have to. Is everybody comfortable? Especially if I turn that heat back a little bit. Okay. <laughs> okay, page 1030. Oh, I'm sorry. Y'all not, y'all don't have my page number. Okay. <laughs> And this is what I want to read. Isaiah got this prophecy from the Lord and he spoke it out and God kept his word. Surely he was born. He has borne our griefs, carried our, carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. What was Isaiah prophesying about? He was prophesying about Jesus. Nobody had seen him. Nobody had nothing to, they couldn't have said they were related to him. But God prophesied it through Isaiah, and he showed up. And so if God prophesied that we were healed by Jesus' stripes, when symptoms hit us, why do we wonder if God put this on us or not? It was already prophesied through Isaiah that this, that we had a savior, a redeemer, a healer coming that would heal mankind and that would set us free. And so you gotta see these things with these promises of God, these healing scriptures, you gotta, these are all promises that God has made for us, make it personal. I just use Isaiah 53 cause I like that. Let's look at the character of our God who made all these promises. Remember, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Yes and amen. This is a very, ain't nothing profound about what I'm saying today is other than the fact that he's a promise keeper. Nobody can do what he does. Nobody's word, because like I can give Miss Vicky, Miss Vicky, she's my prayer partner. She know I love her. She might say, I need you to come over tomorrow and do my, and I, I, I might say, Miss Vicky, I'm going to come over tomorrow and do your nails and feet. Because she knows me, she knows I'm a person of integrity. I'm going to keep my word. But maybe something might come up on my job, uh, my grandgirls, you know, maybe they got symptoms and I call her and I say, Vicky, I can't keep my promise. 
she's trust she trusts me she knows that i'm not just you know leading her along but see that's the good thing about god nothing comes up ever nothing ever comes up if he promised you something he gonna come through nothing comes up there is no interruption he can't say i well i couldn't heal miss donna because i got so busy i was so overwhelmed with shannon shannon's list was so long i was up all night trying to get shannon straight that see see god is not like us he, no excuses infallible you got to remember that talking about god being a promise keeper I, i'm a pro, i'm a person we we are everybody in this room is a a woman of integrity but when things come up things come up but see our integrity don't even measure up to god it's just you can't even measure it he is the ultimate promise keeper nothing comes up there, there's no fork in the road. He, it, do I do Donna or do I do Shannon? Do I do Brianna? No, he do it all. He keeps his promise to all of us. His promises don't have an expir- expiration date and they don't run out. Amen. You know, if you got folks coming over and you ordered 24 homemade sweet rolls from Texas Roadhouse and 30 folks come up, then you're trying to cut stuff in half just so everybody can get stuff. God don't slack promise keeper and then when he show up he always got to overflow always always i just want to talk about the fact that our god is a promise keeper a god of integrity has god kept his promises to you in the past then he'll do it again and again why because of his character of being the same yesterday today and forever see that's what i like about god he ain't sometimey See, I don't like Brianna today, but then when I'm around somebody that I like a little bit better, I snub her. God ain't sometimey. He, he, he ain't wish wash. He loved you yesterday when you were at your worst. He loves you today under his blood. He gonna love you 20 years from now. What if I fall 20 years from now? What if I slip up 20 years from now and take a drink? What if I slip up 20 years from now and, and smoke a cigarette? He see the blood. He's a promise keeper. It don't, it don't, it don't X out what he's promised you. It don't, it don't X it out. He's faithful. Nobody has that testimony but God. The ultimate promise keeper. Let's talk about his character. God is faithful. Truthful. Numbers 23, 19 and 20. I think I wrote this out so we don't have to turn to it. God was talking about himself in Numbers 23, 19 and 20. He says, I'm not a man that I will lie. And see, that's why his, that's why our, our integrity is as good as our integrity is. It don't measure up to him because he said, I'm not a man. <laughs> I don't lie. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? That's a question. Uh-uh. Or has he spoken and will it not come to pass? No way. Behold, I received a command to bless. He has blessed and it cannot be reversed. And that's what I like about God. He said, I'm, I'm not a liar. If I promise you something, I'm going to come through for you. And that's what in Darlene's terms, that's what the Lord kept telling me all morning. I'm going to come through for you. And that's what you got to tell yourself. God is going to come through for me. He, you, he's, uh, the command has been given. It can't be reversed. It can't be reversed. That's, you know, you got to sit up and think about that. It cannot be reversed. It cannot be nullified. 
You know, God don't give you a car and then a couple of days later say, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't want Vicky to have that. And then he's not an Indian giver. The command is, is, it's been, it's been commanded. Ain't nobody bigger than God to tell him, no, you can't do that for her. He is God. That's what it means to be God. There's nobody bigger than him. He's the biggest voice. He's the largest thing in the room. Like I used to tell my kids on the school bus and they get loud. I say, listen, I'm the loudest voice on this bus. So y'all going to have to simmer down or get off. And see, God is the loudest voice. What he says, it cannot be reversed. Why? Because God is constant. Hallelujah. Faithful. That's what I like. He constant. Faithful. Dependable. Unchangeable. He don't alternate. He's just good. And you know what? The longer we serve God, the more we ought to fall in love with him. Because every day we ought to see a different dimension of his faithfulness. And and what, I, what I've been seeing lately is his faithfulness when I've been faithless. This is where I'm at right now. I've been seeing his mercy poured out on me when I didn't deserve it. And I'd be like, dang, God, you showed up again. And I was not doing what I needed to be doing. But he showed up faithful, constant, dependable, merciful. Nothing compares to his mercy. He's faithful. He is the ultimate promise keeper. The ultimate promise keeper. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we talked about that. Yes. So we, so he is. I just said that again. So anyway, we're going to go to James 1 and 17 because I just want to reiterate how faithful we got the right one. You know, it's a lot of folks out here serving the wrong God, (laughs) but we got the right one. So when someone tells you, well, why do you serve God? What has he done for you? He a promise keeper. He come through for me every time. Never let me down. Don't leave me hanging. Don't shame me out. You know, there was a girl I went to high school with and um, there was this one guy, everybody. Well, I went to all girls school. So there was uh, uh, this one guy that a lot of girls knew and uh, they wanted him to take them to prom. And so she felt like she was the special one because she got selected to go to prom with him. But it turns out he he never showed up. He left her hanging. What shame. She done bought the dress. She done told everybody who she was going with. And he did, he never showed up. And see, that's that's why I said God is the perfect date. Always show up. Perfect date. Always show up. Faithful. Never shame you out. Okay, James chapter 1 and 17. James chapter 1 and 17. It says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. And there it is again. There it is again. Just reiterating his, we're just going over the fact that he's a promise keeper. I just gave you another scripture to, to hold up his character. The promises of, the promise that God made us the promises God made us is still good. That's what I like. You know, because sometimes you can, you know, I've been in a lot of different religious settings. And sometimes you can make a mistake. Well, we all make mistakes. But there's some mistakes that people know about and there's some mistakes people don't know about. And the ones that people know about, that it's funny how they're so quick to write you off. 
Oh, I saw Shannon at the bar. Girl, I heard she was called to be an evangelist. Girl, God ain't going to use her now. But the blood. But the blood. I'm using it as an example. Because we all make a mistake. And because of the power of repentance, you know, if you confess your sin, I'm faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Why? Because I am a promise keeper. Because I promised that you, I promised you that I was going to do this, that, and the other for you. Your bad behavior don't disqualify you. God is faithful. See, people will write you off when they see you fall, but God never will. Promise keeper. The gifting and the callings of God are without repentance. If he looks at Miss Vicky and say, evangelist, that's all he see. If she want to waste her life half the time, running all around, doing everything but serving God, that's on her. But when she stands before God, he's going to say, I called you to be an evangelist. The equipment inside of you says soul winner. It says tongue of the learned. What did you do with them gifts inside? She can't say, well, Lord, I messed up so bad. I thought you took them gifts out. He's going to say, no, you're going to have to give an account for them gifts. What did you do with that? Soul winner. What did you do with that? So the gift and callings of God are without repentance. He don't uncall you because you, you're distasteful. We all distasteful at sometimes. You catch us all on the wrong day. We might say something that'll make your head spin. <laughs> but God, but he knew this. He knew this when he saved us. That's why he died for us and we were unlovable. But he made us a promise anyway. And he said, I'm still going to keep it. Because he knows what we're capable of. He knows the strength of the Holy Spirit that's within us. He knows that we're only going to go so far and, and we got, see, we got an invisible, invisible leash around our neck. He know how to snatch that leash and sober you up. You think you drunk on foolishness. You think you drunk on nonsense. He know how to snatch that leash and you'll get sober real quick. And it's like, Lord, like the prodigal son, he know how to snatch that leash. And we all know how to sober up and, and start walking that chalk line. God, he ain't sitting up nervous saying Vicky not doing what I, and I'm using Vicky. Y'all know Miss Vicky. I'm, she's sitting here. He ain't sitting up there nervous. I call her Vicky to be an evangelist and she not doing nothing. What am I going to do? No, she going to, she going to obey me. I made a promise to her. I told her who she was and what I was going to do through her. And that's going to happen. It's going to happen. It can't be reversed. And so that's it. So don't disqualify yourself. Don't disqualify yourself. Because we all got them days that we could have a pity party. I, I did this. I didn't do that. I, this is the biggie. I've been saved for so many years. I should be doing this and that by now. Well, who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that? You know, I remember when I first got saved and I was, uh, Pastor Barb said, she said, the walk of salvation is like building blocks. You know how the baby get the building blocks. She said, but you got to let God build them the way he wants to build them. And so that's why we can't, I can't measure my life by Alicia's. I could say, hey, I went to beauty school, God. Why you didn't set me up in a beauty salon? <laughs> I'm a bus driver. <laughs> but I was licensed, you know, so I can't, you know. This is a God thing. This is a God. Why did I go to beauty school? Well, I, well, I'm saving money because I'm doing my own nails. <laughs> if nothing else, I met Miss, Miss Regina not here no more, but I met Miss Regina working in a beauty salon. So if he got to save me, 
go have me go to beauty school and uh, wind up in a salon in, in Cleveland Heights. I commit Miss Regina was saved when I met her, but she wasn't baptized in the Holy Ghost and she was in more of a Baptist setting. So he has to alter my life so that I can wind up a few years later in a beauty shop so he can pull her out of darkness and into light and into the fullness and teaching her about the gifts and the callings and the supernatural living. You don't have to die sick. If he, if he got to alter my life so that I can reach her, it's all about God. He keeping a promise to her. So, you know, you know, you can't, so I can't say, you know, I, I why ain't I doing what she doing? That may not be my purpose. So we just got to know what God has promised us and own it. Walk in it. Walk in it. So anyway, and don't let the facts mess you up. What's the facts, Darlene? You got a diagnosis and I got symptoms. What did your promise keeper say? He said, I, he said, don't forget my benefits. I heal all your diseases. That's the promises. That's what the promise keeper said. Facts is my bank account looks scary and it looks a little lackey, like it ain't much in there. But what did the promise keeper say? He said, I will supply every, all your needs. This one too, all your needs. But I ran the credit card bill up. All your needs. All of them. Well, I paid Becky's car note, so it's really her fault. I'm going to supply all your needs. Only he can make that kind of promise. <laughs> so don't let the facts stumble, make you stumble. Don't let the facts make you stumble. Because, see, the facts is not our reality. That's not our reality. What's the facts? My kids are under some temporary insanity right now because my kids is acting like I never had them. What's the promise? It says, hand joined in hand, the wicked will not go unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. But God, they over here doing this. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Well, you know what he said to me? I don't know if I can forgive them, Lord. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. I'm making you a promise, Darlene. Your kids are going to be delivered. They're going to do everything I called them to do because, see, I put something inside of them called an incorruptible seed. <laughs> and sin can't corrupt that seed I put inside of them because I made you a promise. That incorruptible seed of righteousness lives on the inside of our kids. It's incorruptible. Sin can't corrupt that seed. Because he's a promise keeper. See, his promise holds weight. His promise is incorruptible. His promise cannot be overturned and it cannot be annulled. Nobody's like our God. He is the, I should have titled it, the ultimate promise keeper. Because <laughs> his, you know, because his, his, his promise has weight. It's weighty. Just like his glory. You know, when Solomon dedicated the temple, they couldn't even stand up in in the temple because of the glory of God because it was so weighty. And that's how I feel about him being a promise keeper. His promises are weighty. No excuse. No excuses. No excuses. No excuses. Like Joshua um, was talking to some of the young men at the college this week. And uh, so if y'all didn't see Joshua's post on Facebook, he's the coach. He's a running back coach now at Ohio Wesleyan. Amen. In Delaware, Ohio. Amen. This is his first week. And so, uh, so when he showed up, you know, they, 
I think his first day with the students were Wednesday. So when he stood up to talk to him, he, you know, introduced himself and he's first thing, don't be late. I don't take excuses. Got to keep your grades up. You got to graduate. That was his standard. And if you don't fall in line with it, then you got to go. He said, don't ever give me an excuse for why you're late. There's no excuses. And see, that's how it is with the promises of God. (laughs) Ain't nothing going to make God change his mind. Nothing or nobody. Nothing or nobody. So let's go to, let's go to Romans. This is just a quick little (laughs) exhortation. I told Nikki, I said, I'm just going to do a quick little shot in the arm. Nurse Nikki said, or shot in the butt. I said, yeah, well, (laughs) wherever you need it. Because sometimes once you get the, the penicillin in your butt, that's when you really needed it. So, hey, maybe this is the penicillin today. So, or the hips. Yes, yes. So, this, I just, okay, I just, just, show, oh, I forgot about Nurse Vicky sitting here. Yeah, this is your shot to just, just encourage you. I'm just, I'm, I'm injecting you with the encouragement today that we serve the ultimate promise keeper. Amen. Romans chapter four. I'm going to go to, um, let me go to my page. We're going to do Romans chapter four. It's not anything you have not heard, but it's just a reminder. Cause see, like the woman with the issue of blood, it's what you say to yourself. Cause you gotta remember that. Yes, people with words, people's words can sway you. They can break you or make you if you let them. But it ultimately is what you say to yourself. Because I might say, I don't like Miss, Miss, Miss Donna. She said something to me out the way. But then you you can always bounce back and say, but you know what? She just don't know who I am. She, she she just don't know how fabulous I am. She may not like me, but I'm fabulous anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, people's words can kind of push you back, but ultimately it's what you say about yourself. And so those quiet times, what you say about God will make you or break you. Because, see, the woman with the issue of blood, what she said within herself made her. Because she trusted, she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Why? Because she heard about his integrity. She heard about his faithfulness. She heard about his diligence. She knew that he wasn't afraid of the leper. She knew that he opened up blind eyes. He never pushed anybody away. His his reputation preceded him with her. Because see, she had enough time to sit in that house and listen to the, because the Bible says that his fame spread. So she had enough time to sit in that house. She heard the good, the bad, and the ugly. She heard the fact that, oh, that was Joseph and Mary's boy. He a bastard. They weren't even married. But then she heard the fact that, oh, he healed the leper. He told them to go home, go, go to the priest, and then they could go home. He, he reunited them back to their family. So if he did that for the leper, he can heal me. And then I can start back working because she had, she paid doctors all them years. That money came from somewhere. So she's, she's like, well, shoot, if he did all that for the lepers, he can restore me. He can heal my, he can heal my body. I can get, I can start back work and get me some, however she got her resources. I can start back living again because his integrity preceded him. Good God. He kept his promise. Somebody asked him to come to his house and heal somebody. He showed up. He never left nobody hanging. Faithful. Promise keeper. And so you have to, we have to remember that when we, when it's just us, when it's just us in the ceiling and we laying there, you got to tell yourself, God is going to come through. He going to come through. Faithful. You know, I think about those times when Joshua first started college. <laughs> Lord have mercy. It's like, do you, did, did he, 
it's just a miracle because it was like one thing after another and it was just like you know you go a semester he come home for uh christmas well before you start uh because you go out you go to christmas you come home for christmas then it's spring okay you need such and such amount of money for spring and I'm thinking, what's your scholarship for? Now, how we wind up owing all this money? And I was like, you know what? The devil's a liar. I said, you're a liar, Satan. I said, God got him in this school. He going to graduate and he going to play football. So he called his coaches during Christmas break and they, oh, we, we recalculated your scholarship. We owe you money. So he never missed a semester. I mean, we fought all the way through. And I think a lot of that was our, our fear. You know, fear opened the door to a lot of things that we went through, but God made us a promise. <laughs> so our faith, our fear did not disqualify us from him going through college. You know, there's plenty to ask. Look, Josh, all I know is God got you in there. You're going, you in there, you playing, you're going to make it. And the college that he got into was a miracle when, um, Josh was, he played all, y'all hear of it now, all-star games. The best players are chosen to play in all-star games. They, and that's a conference that high schools join to be a high, to be an all-star player. His coach that he had at that time, he joined that conference so that his boys could get looked at to qualify for all-star game. That was the first time they ever did that in New London. They haven't done it since. And so when Coach Voorhees enrolled in that uh, conference, Firelands Conference, I believe it was, that's when Joshua was qualified to be on the all-star team. And then he was on the north, and then a coach called Coach Voorhees from the south and said, hey, we got an all-star game coming up, and we got a boy that can't play, and I got room. Do you think Josh Dillard? So the south called Coach Voorhees. So he played in two two all-star games. One he qualified for and one God, the favor of God, whispered in his ear, said Josh Dillard. Supernatural. They haven't done a conference since my boys graduated. And when Joshua graduated, Coach Voorhees moved to a whole other school district. He's over in Cloverleaf in Medina, and his boys do well. He uh, coaches track and football, and they just qualify. His stuff is all over Facebook. And so God is just so faithful. He's a promise keeper promise keeper when he promises that your seed shall be delivered that's what he means nothing can nullify his promise and see and and discouraged as a parent i wrote the book on discouragement being you know discouraged with your kids (laughs) i know i told y'all this before and i probably shouldn't repeat it but i was so mad one day but i wanted i was learning to watch my words and I, (laughs) i looked at my kid i looked at all four of them and I said, man, I hit the jackpot when I got y'all. So Daniel, my thinker, in other words, we suck. I said, yes, y'all do. <laughs> and I was very angry that I don't even know what happened. He said, in other words, we suck. I said, yes, y'all do. Yes. Don't say nothing else to me, okay? Just let me cool off. So <laughs> I was just a regular mother. I was just a regular mother making mistakes. I knew one thing. I, if I did not do nothing else, I knew how to repent. That, that took us. That took us and it's still taking us. God is a promise keeper. Promise keeper. Okay. Abraham, let's go to uh, Romans chapter four.
Okay, Romans chapter 4. And I just want to use him as an example because God kept every promise to Abraham. You know, it's funny when people talk about Abraham, when they talk about David, the first thing they tell you about is where they, what they did wrong. But see, we use them as an example and in the hallmark of faith of how they believe God and overcame. <laughs> so it's all in your perception. God kept his promise to them men. Okay, Romans chapter 4. What if I would go there? Romans chapter 4. And then I'm going to read 20 and 21. It's, this is talking about Abraham. It says, uh, yeah, I'm going to start at 19. It says, and not being weak in faith. And this is what you got to tell yourself. Darling, don't be weak in faith. Consider not your body because your promise keeper already said that by Jesus stripes you are healed. Don't be weak in faith. I don't care if you wake up tomorrow and your left foot hurting and your right foot hurting. You are still healed by the stripes of Jesus. The devil just wants the symptoms to be his voice to be louder than God. But remember, God is the loudest voice in the room in the universe. Amen. Verse 19, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. And he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He didn't waver at the promise of God. God made a promise. God cut, cut a covenant with himself because he knew he was a person of integrity because if he would have cut that covenant with a man, it would have weakened it. But it says he did not waver the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in his faith, giving glory to God. So that's what we got to do. We got to encourage ourselves in the Lord. We have to strengthen our faith. We got to consider not. But what do you consider? You consider the fact that your God is a promise keeper. And Abraham was fully convinced that what God had promised, he was able to perform. And that's what I, and that's what you got to tell yourself. If God promised it to me, he can bring it to pass. No matter what. No matter what. Storms may blow. Wars, rumors of war, rebellious kids, shaky marriage. God is going to come through. Because he's a promise keeper. That he, his, his whole character is truth. His, you know, there is no, there is no defilement of, about God. There is nothing in God that would make him waver. He's just pure, faithful, powerful, holy. He said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't even tell you. He said, because a cat on a thousand hills belong to me. If you need something and, and I don't have it, I'm the creator. I make it for you. Custom fit. And that's what I like. That's why I like my, you know, uh, what is it? Custom bling vinola. Because see, God, God is custom. None of us are alike. We all have gifts and we all have talents and we all enhance one another. But there's no two of us anywhere. I know how everybody is. Everybody got a twin. Everybody got. Well, you may have someone out there who look like me, but trust me, they ain't me. And that's, and they ain't you. We are custom. We got a custom God. He knows how to custom fit your life. And that's just. That he's a promise keeper. So all I'm trying to say today, God is a promise keeper. Don't line your life up with anybody else. Yes, we are to follow men as they follow Christ. But the way God works with Alicia may not be how he worked with me. You know, I remember um, 
well, I'll be transparent and I'll say this. I remember somebody I knew had um, gotten some furniture. This was years ago. We were living in Cleveland. I liked their furniture. I even liked the color that they had. But I knew I wasn't in a position with four kids and not, not working at that time to go out to the store and purchase it. And I was like, dang, I really like her set. I like the color. It was, uh, and then anyway, I was just like, and I was like, dang, Lord, and I needed, I, I didn't need, but I wanted new furniture. And at that time, Sheree was in a ministry. And uh, she told Pastor Shirley, I don't know if it was, a, it was somebody at Metro selling their living room set for $300. And I got the sofa, the love seat, and the, co- and the coffee table. Heart's Desire. Off white. I know. Why would you want off white with four kids? I, I, it worked. It, they stayed clean. Well, I was frugal. I had, so I went and bought some sheets that, well, my mother had sheets. So my mother had sheets the same color as the couch. So, and I had, had them fat arms. So I laid that sheet over and then I took the, and I knotted the sides, made it look like slip covers. Cause you know, my kids was real big into peanut butter and jelly and cheese twisters. So, so on Fridays, I'd rip it off. Get all the yellow cheese off and all the grape off and put it back on. And so God is, he know how to custom fit you. You don't, we don't ever have to be jealous. He's a promise. He keeps his promise. He keeps it. He's just good. He's just good. So just, okay, what I wrote. I said, even when we are faithless, God remains faithful to his promise because he cannot deny himself. Yes. We have to meditate on the promises of our great big God and believe in the, and, okay, let me, I, I can't read my writing. We have to meditate on the promises of God and the great big God behind the promises. So that's what we have to meditate on. Who's behind the promise? You know, no, no mom, no dad wants to break their promise to their kids and we work hard not to. But God don't have to work hard not to because he's a promise keeper. It's in his character. There is no uncleanness inside of him. There's nothing. No devil can talk him out of blessing us. That's what's so good about it. You know, when you was in high school, you might have somebody. I went to all girls school. So I got, I got a lot of scenarios. All girls. For, well, Shannon went to the same school. All girls for four years. Whew. So, so can't no girl come up to me and talk me out of liking Alicia, you know, and see, that's how it is with God. Can't nobody talk God out of loving us. Nobody. He said, oh, I already, I already made a decree. I'm blessing her. You can't talk me out of it. It's assured. Can't be overturned. I said it already. And the thing about it is, when God promises us, he mean it when he say it. He ain't trying to figure it out. It's like, I, I'm a, I think I'm a, I, I think I can come through for her. It, it ain't no second guessing. <laughs> he just not like us. He is not like us. Ain't no excuses. He's just faithful. He's dependable and he's constant. And so what I want to leave y'all with today is God going to come through for us because he's a promise keeper. So whatever you got on the table, whatever's keeping you up at night, God going to come through because he's faithful. He's nothing but. 
Nobody can change his mind. If he told you he was going to do it for you, he ain't changed his mind. I should have titled it that too. I, I, you know how careless Showell that one message she went. She said, I just showed up to tell you that, uh, he going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I should have, I just should have titled, let you know, hey, he going to do it. He going to do it. He, he going to do it. He ain't changed his mind. So that's all. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Promise keeper. Promise keeper. And the may, he made the promises before we got here. So that lets you know you ain't big enough to mess it up. Cause see, he died for us when we were unlovable. He died for us when we were at our worst. So trying to walk the chalk line and make him love you more, that don't work. He, he already gave the ultimate. He gave his precious son, Jesus. Precious. Why is his blood precious? Why is it the Bible talks about, I don't think I read that scripture. The Bible talks about the precious promises of God. Where is that at? Yeah, where is that at? The precious promises. Let me see. Second Peter 1 4. Okay. Thank you, Shannon. Second, I'm going to read it. Let me grab it on my phone. Second Peter 1 4. Okay. Second Peter 1. I'm going to read this in a New Living Translation, Second Peter. It says, and because of his glory and excellence, hallelujah, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. Amen. And so I'm glad I, I glad I said thank you, Shannon, because I did. I got ahead of my notes. What makes these promises precious? You know what makes them precious? Jesus died so that these promises could be fulfilled. That's why they're precious. He gave his life so that these promises would be precious. Because of the promises of God, we have divine access. The access has been granted to us. Access to what? The kingdom. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is not meat or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. God's promises has given us access. You know, when I was, this is a kind of a funny uh, example, but when I was, I don't know how old I was, y'all, well, Shannon, I don't know if you remember, but the front row theater used to be out, uh, okay, the front row theater. Well, I went out there with my mama, and she took me to see the Jackson 5. And... I knew as a kid that I did not have access to them, to talk to them, to touch them. So when Janet Jackson got off stage, and you know, she was like my age, I asked my mother, could I go to the bathroom? And you know, back then, you, you know, she, I went by myself. And you know, the front row theater was like in a circle. I walked, I ran all the way around that thinking that she was going to come out through in the hallway and I'd be able to see her. <laughs> not knowing they have a special access door they go through. So that the public can't get to them and touch them. But I think about that. But see, when we got the promises of God, we got divine access behind the veil. We got divine access to royalty. Oh, everything we need, we got divine granted. You know, just like I, I don't have to show up and say, well, I know such and such. So can I get in? Hey, we, the blood has given us access. We got divine access to all the promises of God. So whatever you need, you got to tell yourself, you know what? This is mine. It's been granted. I got divine access. I got the key. You know, the key to the kingdom. 
I got the key to unlock everything I need. Healing, success, prosperity, access has been granted. So I'm, this is my second close. So, <laughs> But we got divine access because of the promises of God. So be encouraged. We serve the ultimate promise keeper. Ugh, the best date we'll ever have. Never leave you hanging. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Father, we honor you. We lift you up and we bless your holy name. We thank you that you are so faithful. Lord, you say you would never leave us, nor would you ever forsake us. And we thank you, Lord, that we are not left as orphans. But, Lord, you've taken us up. You've wrapped your love around us. And your love protects us. It shields us. And it keep, makes us whole. And we just thank you, Lord. We honor you and we lift you up and we bless you. Now, Lord, I just ask you to bless your people here today. Lord, whatever's wrong in their life at home, Father, we ask you to make it right. Make the crooked places right. The rough places smooth. Lord, we pray for our finances. We thank you for abundance and overflow and increase. We thank you, Lord, for healing our bodies, the bodies of our family members. Lord, we thank you that you said not to forget your benefits, that you heal all of our diseases. So, Lord, we thank you for all of these promises. The promises of God are yes and amen. Lord, we thank you, Lord. There is no no in your character, Father. You said, if I said it, shall I not make it good? And yes, you will, because you are the ultimate promise keeper. We bless you, we honor you, and we love you, Jesus. Let's make our declaration. I don't have Rona, and she don't have me. I can't get Rona, and she can't get me. And Lord, we thank you that by your stripes, we are healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.